All right, everybody, welcome to the Friday edition of Locked on Avalanche and the Avs. Might have not had a pick in the first round or second or third or fourth or fifth. Uh, and it, Well, at least yesterday's draft was just the first round. Uh, but it doesn't mean they were quiet. And the Avs made a move with their goalie situation. And if you follow us on Instagram, one of us is happy. One of us, I wouldn't say happy. One of us is okay with it. While the other one, me, I don't know. I have some questions. So we will get to that. Joe Sackick finally gets his due. And some words on Josh Manson. Maybe not so fast with him running back to Anaheim. A lot to get to today. Let's get to it. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Darcy, we hardly knew you, but thanks for the memories. The Colorado Avalanche make a, a move to bring in a goalie, thus ending the short stint of Darcy Kemper in Colorado. Kind of a little bit of a surprise to me, man, but we'll talk about it. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow Locked on Avalanche on all our Instagram or all our Social media outlets, including Instagram at Locked On Avalanche, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. You can send your questions, comments, concerns, opinions to that. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, Kyle, the big news for the Avalanche yesterday was not the draft because they didn't have any pick in the first round. And their first pick was going to be the third round. But they traded that away along with a fifth rounder in this year's draft and next year's third round pick. So three draft picks go to the New York Rangers for Igor Shosturkin's backup in Alexander Georgiev. So that, first of all, as far as the draft goes, that leaves the Avalanche with a sixth and a seventh round draft pick for this season or for this draft, essentially doing away with the draft for this year. Uh, and the, the goalie you bring in. So the interesting thing, they met with Darcy Kemper now two days ago. Mm-hmm. And then the very next day, which was yesterday, they make this deal. So clearly when they met with Darcy Kemper, it was, we're just not there. We're, we're nowhere near where we need to be. And instead of maybe trying to chip away at that and trying to find a common ground, that's a little scary as to where the Avs are and what Darcy Kemper maybe is asking for, which I've heard is in the six to seven range, and the Avalanche aren't going to touch that. So instead of trying to make uh, you know some some headway in, in negotiations, the Avs were just quick to say we're going to move on, and I'm sure that was a very difficult decision. And the answer is Alexander Georgiev from the New York Rangers. I'm not a fan of this move. I'll throw it over to you first, and we'll talk about this because there's a lot to discuss. Yeah, when it comes to the talks with DK, and it sounds like they were on two completely different planets, not just two completely different like areas. Like the contracts, like if he's wanting six plus for a contract, like that's pricey for a goalie. And Sackick's not going to want to pay close to eight to ten million for a stable of goalies. That's just not the Sackick way. And that coupled with a small stable of free agent goalies. Moves are already being made left and right. You saw it 
in last night's draft, like it's there are moves being made. You don't want to be behind those moves. If you're going to sit there and play back and forth with an agent to find something you want to work with, with Darcy Kemper on getting this contract closer to where you want, you're wasting days, hours, days that other teams are working. And then your second option, your give could be somewhere else. So mm-hmm. that, that was just Sackick saying, okay, I see what you're doing. Go find your money. Thank you for everything. We'll handle this. So, and yes, like I, I understand what you're saying with the quality of caliber of goaltender. That also makes sense. And we're, we'll get into that. But on the whole, it's not as bleak as you may think. Well, I don't, I don't think you can answer that question right now. I mean, this is all like kind of conjecture and just what we feel because Mm -hmm. the fact is the Avalanche are going into next year with two backup goalies as their tandem. That's just a fact. You know what I mean? And, And I don't like that dynamic. If I'm a championship team, a defending championship team, um, I want as many positions short up as possible, especially the goalie position. And I think it says a lot for where Joe Sackick's mind is in not throwing dollars at a goalie, even in free agency. You know what I mean? Like there, yeah. there was, it, although it's thin for goalies, there's a couple out there that you could have said, okay, if they don't get Kemper for the right price, which I mean, and, and we keep forgetting that, you know, um, Arizona kept a million dollars of of his contract. Mm-hmm. So for for this next year, if it's true that Kemper was in the six to seven range, where were the apps? Probably in the four to five range would be my guess. Because if if Kemper's at six to seven, Avs are at five to six, you can work with that. Mm-hmm. So they must have been further apart than we really realize. Because if if you know if you go back even further to when they were dealing with Philip Grubauer, they didn't seem like they were that far off. It was more or less term. And they were, or or so we think, they were in like the five and a half range. Did they not want to go that far for Darcy Kemper? And if they didn't, it doesn't seem like they wanted to do that in free agency either. So they went this route. And it's very, very interesting to do this because you're not, like you are, your, your, your goalie tandem, when they sign Georgiev, who's a restricted free agent, they have to get that done. I have every reason to believe that they will. Your total for your two goalies is going to be about $5 million, your total. So he is, he is this is a chance. He is taking a chance here. And you're not putting a lot of money in your goalies. And I get it because you have you have maybe some big contracts coming up and maybe you now you can give someone like Nachuskin a little bit extra mm-hmm. maybe that's some play money for Nazem Kadri if you want to try to deal with him and get that number down and so he's not sacrificing putting a lot of money into the goalie situation to put it elsewhere i understand it but man like it is a risk if you ask me well there was not that big of a concern or complaint when we had Grubauer in here who was a backup coming in he was a backup in Washington yes he was and we had we rode Grubauer and he became a starter 
-hmm. became well loved and there's still a portion of the fan base that wishes he was still here even through the darcy kemper we praise darcy kemper for his one series in arizona Mm -hmm. that in the bubble like it looked great and that was the reason that Sackick had like kind of put a mark on him. Like, let me check on you when your contract rolls around. We were still debating Darcy Kemper being on this team because of his hot and his cold and like his inconsistencies, the same things we've been grilling uh, Burakovsky about in yesterday's episode. The same could be said for Darcy Kemper. The avalanche haven't had a solid number one goalie yet. So this is still well, they, par. This is still par for the course. Well, the thing is, man, like they do, and then they leave. You know what I mean? Like uh, Varlamov was was he was a, a Vezina Trophy candidate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, he followed that up by having a rough season, and he kind of played his way out of Colorado. And you, you know, you said when uh, Philip Grubauer came over, he became a starter. That that's true. And and that's what that's what I have to hang my hat on for what we're gonna have with Francos and Georgiev. You hope one of them can become the starter. Because I don't think this is just given to Pavel Francos. I think that like we are gonna have a quarterback controversy in, in training camp, basically. Like no, either no, none of these guys I think you would give it to Francos, like going in, he would probably be the starter because he's been here longer, so you kind of naturally give it to mm-hmm. him. But I don't think these two guys are are that far apart where it it like one of them can outplay the other for sure, and it's it's going to be up in the air for training camp. And what's extremely interesting is what twenty four hours since yesterday's episode, we were talking about. Wow, this really is terrible. If the Avalanche are opening the season with a back to back, now look at what we have. We have a Franco Franco oh, night, and then you're going to have a uh, Yorgiev night on the next night right after. And then, <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> like. It's it's crazy how the hockey season works, but this is what you're going to get. And you feel like, yes, the loyalty is going to give Pavel Francos the 1A written on the roster with a pencil. Mm. But I feel like it's any man's job right now. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And we talk about uh, writing the hot hand. That's going to be the tone of the season. And when it comes to this extra money, it's not going to be so much like shoring up that goalie position you want to fix that the defense in front of it because that's what carried grubauer that's what carried darcy kemper and francis mm-hmm. when he started the goalie's best friend is the defense and will be and i think that's where things are going to be addressed but what you just said is something that i don't want man like you said like we're gonna ride the hot hand all season i don't want that in in a in a goal i am all for tandem goalies like that mm-hmm. is the way the nhl is right now adam denker and i have this argument all the time and he can feel that you want to ride a, a horse because he's got andre vasileski he might feel different if he had anybody else yeah um but for me i don't know like i, I i'm more comfortable having that solid goaltender that you can always turn to it's like a, an ace starter in baseball like when you get to that rotation, you got that number one guy going, you know you're going to get a good performance from him. I know it's a little bit different in hockey, but when you have that guy you can turn to to say like you are the guy that needs to like, you know, stop the dam from collapsing. And and right now, the it's it's all up in the air for the Avalanche. And and I I don't I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like this is all like doom and gloom. Like I have 
I have faith in a lot of things, and I have faith in, in Joe Sackick and him making the right moves. I have faith in Pavel Fransos. I watch a lot of Ranger games. Mm-hmm. That's my East Coast team. I am not sold on, on Georgiev. He was – they were wanting him to take mm-hmm. over for uh, Henrik Lundqvist. Mm-hmm. And and he was I don't want to say he was given the job. There was kind of like a a, a duel going be him, between him and Shesterkin, and Shesterkin just outplayed him. And now that's that's where we are. I'm not sold on him. And and you know when again if you have a good defense in front of you, you can you know maybe look more of like a star than you actually are. Maybe he just needed to get out of out of the shadow of Igor Shesterkin. I don't know. Like he he plays for the Avalanche. I'm going to root for him. And I want him to be, I want him to prove me wrong, prove me wrong. And I will come on here and say, and and I will eat crow and, and Joe Sackick, you're, you continue to be a genius, but I've watched him play. And maybe it's because he doesn't play as much and he can't get into a good rhythm. I'm not sold on him right now. I'm just not. And I have something that needs to be said about Pavel Fransos. And I will say that in the next segment, because this is something that needs to be said and we have dodged it for a long time. And I feel like it needs to be said and it needs to be talked about. If that doesn't keep you around, I don't know what will, but right now we're going to hear from betonline.net, your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Uh, I wonder how much this changes the dynamic for the avalanche being the, the favorites. I mean, we were talking about this, the day after our, our Stanley Cup show, yeah. uh, they were already the favorites. How much does this change it? This is this is why this is what we talked about. Like this, it's so yeah. funny that those odds go out there right away when not one move has been met. Well, this is a move. How much does it affect the Avalanche odds for next season? Don't know yet because we're recording this just hours after this happened. So something to keep an eye on. But you can find all your latest uh, sport developments, league reviews, and news, including. This NHL offseason and Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting and esports. And it remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news for this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easy way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That's BetOnline.net. It's where the game starts. All right, so you were teasing something about Pablo Fransos and something that we don't discuss a lot or something like that, you were saying? What, what do you got? It's Every time the name Pablo Fransos is brought up, I hear the same thing. He is a really solid backup, but he's no starter. Mm-hmm. No, duh. He has not been giving the chance to start. Right. You can't, you can't say, uh, yeah, I think he'll make a great starter, or he's not going to be a great starter. He hasn't been given the reins. This could finally be the chance because you see Pavel Fransos in a relief. Like he's a relief pitcher who comes and gets you out of a bind or comes and gets you a save or just holds on and takes the L in the regular season. Like he has never had a couple games to string together and get a groove and the defense work with him. It's always been a relief effort. This is the opportunity for Pavel Fransos, who did not lose a game in last year's playoffs. Mm-hmm to come in there and work with this team and establish himself as a starter. You can't keep him on the bench and say, that's not a starter because yes, he's on the bench. We're giving him the chance now to become a starter. Everything he's shown us so far 
he's got the qualities to be a starter. You can't say health is an issue when you had Darcy Kemper, who we talked about when he came in here, was made of glass and his equipment falls apart. Like, yeah, you rode him with no problem, and you say, well, Francois has, like, can he stay healthy? Can anybody stay healthy? That's a It's a hockey problem. It's a hockey – It's it's part of the game. We have to finally – allow Francois to create his own narrative when it's the caliber of quality goalie that he is and give him the start. Yes, he's a backup because he's been a backup. He's never been the starter. Right. This is the chance. And and he's going to be given that chance. And and this, you know, you hear this all the time where people seize an opportunity. And this is an opportunity for him. Um my problem with it is just the timing of it. I, I just, it's just, you are coming out of a championship season. And is that what you want? Do you want two unproven goalies to take the rain? And maybe this is the plan that they're, they're both, you know, backups that one of them is not going to be expected to play 55 games during the regular, you know, like th this might be split right down the middle where they're each playing 42 games. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. And maybe like you're saying, I think it, what you said earlier is true. They're going to ride the hot hand. I, I get that. It's just where the abs are right now as a franchise winning the Stanley cup. You want to go into next season without with as few question marks as possible. And I'm sorry, but your goalie situation is a question mark right now. And it's not that I don't feel, you know, I, I love Pavel Francouz and I love what mm -hmm. he's done. And he's come in in relief so many times and proven himself. It is a different animal. If the abs go the route of like, no, we're going to hang our, our, you know, you, you are tagged the number one goalie. That is a completely different animal when you are the guy day in and day out. I'm not saying he can't do it. He just hasn't been given, given the opportunity to do it. So we don't know. We don't know how he's going to respond to that. We hope that it's a good thing and that he can. And like I said, seize the opportunity. We just have nothing to go on. And I don't like being in that position as the returning cup champions. You also have to understand that pieces of the DNA of this team won playoff games with Hutchinson and net. And we've had Miska in there and Werner and, we still managed to squeak out games with throw, insert name goalie here. Um, the It doesn't really, and we said this a number of times on here, it, the goalie doesn't matter as long as the offense and defense are doing their job. Whoever settles in back there, they get confident. And this yes. is, and this is where we talked about the hot hand a couple times. If Francois wants this job, this is how he's going to get it. Get in there, get confident, because if you don't, you have a Noonan right behind you. He's going to either take your job or your VA's job. So yeah. there's pressure from behind and there's pressure on the whole team. And honestly, and like when you're saying like, this isn't what a cup team should do. I honestly feel like this is Joe Sackick's way of not getting cavalier, complacent, cocky going into next year. We're the defending cup champs. We, we got the party back together. Fight for it. Defend it. This is something new behind you. Defend it. You don't know what you have back there, so you have to step your game up just a little bit. I think he's definitely going the route of, you know, we said it when they, they got Darcy Kemper. Uh, if he can just be serviceable, they'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And and during the regular season, he was better than that. Yeah. He was better than that. 
And and yeah, he had a rough postseason. I think we kind of know why, not using that as an excuse, but it played a part. Mm-hmm. And I was looking forward to him signing a, a three or four year contract. You know, you're not at his age, you're not going to get a six or seven year contract. I was looking forward to just being comfortable and confident that we had a goalie that has proven that he can, you know, obviously win a cup when he's not 100% in the playoffs. Get him into training camp, you know what I mean? Just another training camp that he's with. I was just looking forward to that. And and with the abs and the goalie situation, I think this is the trend for the abs. And like you said, and a lot of people say, they feel like they can put somebody that can just hold down the fort and just let the offense do their thing, let the defense do what they did in game six of period three against Tampa. And, you know, it, you're, they're just asking their goalie, just stop 15 to 20 shots yeah, <laughs> and, and we'll be okay. It's a big risk. It's worked. Will it continue to work is the question. I, I don't know. I don't, because of the, the, who they have back there. I just, I can't answer. I have to see it in action. And then, you know, we'll, we'll revisit this at different spots along the, the, the way. And again, I hope I am completely wrong on this, but I, I don't know. Like what move has Joe Sackett done where we have to doubt who did Joe Sackett let walk that has burned us? <clears throat> Does anybody want Grubauer back? No. After you see how he performed in Seattle, like but you're like, wow, Seattle. it is. Seattle. It, you know what I mean? That's a poor, team. but that's, I get what that's, you're saying. That's, it's a poor that's his quality on display. Like that's him. That is Grubauer, mm-hmm. raw Grubauer. That's mm-hmm. what you get. Like you're not hurting because of the Don move. Like there are players that walked or got moved or, that are not part of this team that you're not, Oh man, every time we play him, I just wish he was here. Like the only player you hear is like Stasny during the cup run, because it would have been nice for him to win a cup with us. But every, like Belmar, he went other places. Like everybody that Sackick let go. It's for a reason. And look at what he replaced it with. And then at the time you're like, Darren Helm, what is this about? Like Cogliano, this doesn't make sense. Like, okay, whatever. And then, Fast forward, we signed Cogliano, and we're having a parade for the man. I, I can't, I can't. There's no rebuttal for that. Like he had, with the exception of the the one trade deadline with uh, Patrick Nemeth and Carlos Soderberg, uh, it's been aces for Joe Sackick. And I and I genuinely hope this is. I mean, this is my team. This is what I root yeah. for. You know, and I want everybody that comes in to to be the best that they possibly can be. It's just. I, like I said earlier, I don't, I don't like starting the season uh, with a goalie tandem of two goalies that just. Ha- I mean, I, I say they haven't like proven themselves, but you're right that they haven't been given the opportunity. But I do think Georgiev did get some of an opportunity in New York. Didn't seize it, but he also has you know Igor Shosturkin coming in. But I, I mean, that you could just go round and round talking about that. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, like now we we know what we're getting because at the draft. Joe Sackick was interviewed and uh, he said, no, th- this is it. This is our tandem. This is who we're going with. So there's no other moves coming. There's not another free agent one. And and for whatever reason, Georgiev would go, go down to the AHL for some reason. They didn't, they didn't acquire him for that to happen. So this is it. And I have to ask the question, are the abs better now in goal than they were 24 hours ago or whatever, you know what I mean? Like at the end of, of the season, 48 hours ago, uh, when they still technically had Darcy Kemper, are they better in goal? 
it's it's the equivalent of getting no. an upgrade on your <laughs> internet and they plug it in and they ask you well do you see a difference and you haven't done a thing on it yet like yeah, yeah you have it. i know it, it's the same with like with frankie we've seen what he can do and we know what Yorgiev can do and hasn't been given the opportunity to. These are two hungry goalies looking to make their name in the NHL. And Sakic is giving them the opportunity, the keys to a Porsche, a defending Stanley Cup champion. You want to make your name? Here mm-hmm. you go. What better situation? Right. Yeah. And and you're right. You know, and, and sometimes that's where, where players rise up, like I said. And for for Georgiev, it's for, for well, well, for Francis, like he's 32 years old, you know, he'll he'll get another contract, I'm sure, after this current one runs out. But you're not expecting it to be like massive. But for Georgiev, like I'm only anticipating like a two or three year deal for him. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine like the way that the Avalanche handle goalies, they're going to give him this six year deal because he's not proven anything yet. So for him, he say he gets a two or three year contract and he plays incredible. Yeah, he's cashing in next time, and then we're gonna be talking in another couple of years that the Avs are gonna Avalanche got to get another goalie because they're not gonna pay him. So I mean, it's this this cyclical thing for the Avalanche and goalies. Um, but like I said, it seems to have worked mm-hmm. um, now. But it, it's been working. You, you've been doing well with goalies who you you expect to do well. You mm-hmm. you expected uh, Grubauer to do well. Um, you expected Darcy Kemper to do well. I'm hoping Georgiev and, and Pavel Francos can do well over, especially like I know what I'm getting in Francos. It's just the added workload that is what is concerning to me. We'll see. Just we, cross we your see. eyes. Francos is DK and Georgiev is Frankie and just handle them that same way like you did last year. And you don't know what you're getting in Georgiev, but you kind of oh, have but... an idea what Frankie can do. But I, like I said, I mean, like I, I've watched your give a lot, and I'm just not there with him. I'm just not. We gotta get Brittany on here and tell us. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> true. Yeah, you know, and school us in the ways of goalies. But I don't know, man. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's a question mark, and I want to be wrong. I like, I love to be wrong, and proven wrong. So, um. All right, let's get to well. We're talking about Joe Sakic, obviously, and all these moves that he that he's made in the past, and finally, he gets his due, and he wins the Jim Gregory Award. They announced this thing during the first round, so I put up on Twitter the Avalanche still found a way to get into the first round, and that's with uh, Joe Sakic winning the Jim Gregory Gregory Award for Best GM. Long time coming, long overdue. He finally wins it, uh, so congratulations to him, and and clearly, clearly well deserved. Well deserved, and Nashville had to wait for their pick to watch. Was that true? I didn't even put that together. They, they were the ones that were waiting, I and mean, they had extra time then to figure out what they want to do with their pick. So, in that aspect, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Um, yeah, it's just he—he's—he's he's deserved to be nominated for several years oh, in a row. Absolutely. <clears throat> so the first time he's nominated, he finally wins it. And I didn't. Uh, Peter Ball actually put it up that he's the first one to win the Jim Gregory and the Hart Trophy. Although the Jim Gregory has only been around for 13 years or something like that, uh, oh. he's the first one to do it. So I mean, we've a lot of good things have happened for the Avalanche. Clearly, with all yeah. the awards, Kale McCarr's won, uh, obviously the Stanley Cup, and now Joe Sakic. It was a clearly 
a historical year for the Avalanche. And he's he's not, you know, he's obviously on the phones all the time because he made that deal on his birthday. On his birthday, no less. Yeah, he's still working on his birthday. Give the man, you know, a break. Um, but it was Dater who put up that he met with Josh Manson's agent in Montreal. And uh, Dater had said something to the effect of uh, not so fast with these Manson to going back to Anaheim like it's a slam dunk rumors. Uh, it still possibly could happen. But I think people were were just assuming that Manson wasn't even going to talk to anybody else. Just I'm going to go back to, to Anaheim and we'll, we'll get a deal done. And, and that's that. But it seems like, you know, if if Manson's agent is meeting with Sackick in Montreal during the draft, there's more to it than that. And here we go. This is, you know, we just did 20 plus minutes talking about these goalies. One big thing about them, like we said in the very beginning, the money that you have a little bit more money now. Mm-hmm. So maybe getting a guy like Manson back is the beneficiary of this deal that they made for the goalies. And with Nachushkin, the deal for Nate coming up, you might have a little bit more room to play with uh, Kadri. You might can have more of a wider area that, hey, meet me here. We purposely didn't sign DK to bring you back. Work with me here. Mm-hmm. You have an extra chip there. There is a little bit more money, more money. That that's that is just the fact. They they could have probably went out and, and tried to deal a little bit with Darcy Kemper, got him down to a lower number, but I don't think they want to risk anything. I've always felt like Joe Sackick and Chris McFarland have a plan and stick to it and don't yeah. go over at all. I genuinely feel that way. It, it, with some maybe the bigger names, they'll they'll adjust here or there a little bit. But for the most part, uh, they have it all written down how they want this to go, and this is how they do it. And if you don't want to be part of it, we will find somebody that will be in the number that we want it to be. That's just the impression that I get in watching them work. So yeah. I think it, for Kemper, they to, weren't going to go over a line. You have to prepare for that financially with the goalie position because there's only so many spots you can have. Like if a forward goes down, somebody could play left wing, right wing. They could play center. They can get through. There's so many moves you can make on the decor and on the, the top and bottom six. There's only so many moves you can make for goalie. So you have to give yourself a little bit of an emergency fund if things do go south. So if you're not going to reach that number that we can work with and still feel safe if we have to go get somebody, then let them walk and let them go get paid. Yeah. So that's where we stand right now. Uh, an interesting day for the Avalanche. And uh, for Darcy Kemper, uh, I had to wear your number today because uh, I, I was really hoping that you'd come back for a few more years and it just isn't going to work out. And I get it. I'm not mad about it. Um, he's going to go somewhere else and, and make some coin and play probably well wherever he goes, depending on where he goes. But uh, he, I mean, he's going to be Vezin Trophy next year, no doubt. Because he leads the, the Avalanche, he'll be the Vezin Trophy winner. <laughs> yeah. He'll, yeah, he'll go to Philly, be the Vezna winner, then make me eat my words. And <laughs> and hey, Frankie, I know you listen to the show. Absolutely, you got this, bud. I'm ruined. Dude, I, I, Team I, Frankie, I'm, let's go. <laughs> I'm sorry if I like just felt like this was I was like a Debbie Downer in this episode, but it's just the way. I, after this trade happened. And like the, uh, you know, an hour or two went by, I sent you a text. I'm like, man, yeah. I, I'm not happy. <laughs> I 
I am not happy about this. And um, it, again, I'm rooting for him. They play for my team now. Or Georgiev plays for my team now, so uh, he's an avalanche. And I hope he's awesome. I genuinely do. But I have a lot of concern to start the season next year, in goal anyway. So we shall see, sir. Um, all right, and you can go ahead to our uh, our Twitter page and our Instagram page, and the uh, voting for Bo Byram is up right now. There's, I think that ends around noon, um, so we'll get to him. We're planning on uh, recording that tomorrow. Um, so go vote. I think he's got A's right now, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty much in hand. So, uh, yeah, he's got the Arthur Fonzarelli A's. Hey, <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. Definitely make some posts on YouTube. I want to know what people think about this trade. Uh, it's always appreciated. And uh, follow us on our social media pages, like we said. And then uh, until next time, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, and I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go! Go, Abs, go!